Brain Charts for the Human Lifespan An article by Bethlehem, Seidlitz, Alex Bloch and others From University of Cambridge, Nature 2022 Over the past few decades, neuroimaging has become a ubiquitous tool in basic research and clinical studies of the human brain. However, no reference standards currently exist to quantify individual differences in neuroimaging metrics over time, in contrast to growth charts for anthropometric traits such as height and weight. Here we assemble an interactive open resource to benchmark brain morphology derived from any current or future sample of MRI data with the goal of basing these reference charts on the largest and most inclusive dataset available acknowledging limitations due to known biases of MRI studies relative to the diversity of the global population. We aggregated 123,984 MRI scans across more than 100 primary studies from 101,557 human participants between 115 days post-conception to 100 years of age. MRI metrics were quantified by centile scores relative to nonlinear trajectories of brain structure changes and rates of change over the lifespan. Brain charts identified previously unreported neurodevelopmental milestones showed high stability of individuals across the longitudinal assessments and demonstrated a robustness to technical and methodological differences between primary studies. Centile scores showed increased heritability compared with non-centralized MRI phenotypes and provided a standardized measure of atypical brain structure that revealed patterns of neuroatomical variation across neurological and psychiatric disorders. In summary, brain charts are an essential step towards robust quantification of individual variation benchmarked to normative trajectories in multiple commonly used neuroimaging phenotypes. The simple framework of growth charts to quantify age-related change was first published in the late 18th century and remains a cornerstone of pediatric healthcare, an enduring example of the utility of standardized norms to benchmark individual trajectories of development. However, growth charts are currently available only for a small set of anthropometric variables, such as height, weight and head circumference and only for the first decade of life. There are no analogous charts available for quantification of age-related changes in the human brain, although it is known to go through a prolonged and complex maturational program for pregnancy to the third decade, followed by progressive senescence from approximately the sixth decade. The lack of tools for standardized assessment of brain development and aging is particularly relevant to research studies of psychiatric disorders, 
which are increasingly recognized as a consequence of atypical brain development and neurodegenerative diseases that cause pathological brain changes in the cortex of normative senescence. Preterm birth and neurogenetic disorders are also associated with marked abnormalities of brain structure that persist into adult life and are associated with learning disabilities and mental health disorders. Mental illness and dementia collectively represent the single biggest global health burden, highlighting the urgent need for normative brain charts as an anchor point for standardized quantification of brain structure over the lifespan. Such standards for human brain measurements have not yet materialized from decades of neuroimaging research, probably owing to the challenges of integrating MRI data across multiple methodologically diverse studies targeting distinct developmental epochs and clinical conditions. For example, the perinatal period is rarely incorporated in analysis of age-related brain changes, despite evidence that early biophysical and molecular processes powerfully influence lifelong neurodevelopmental trajectories and vulnerability to psychiatric disorders. Primary case control studies are usually focused on a single disorder despite the evidence of transdiagnostically shared risk factors and pathogenic mechanisms, especially in psychiatry. Harmonization of MRI data across primary studies to address these and other deficiencies in the extent literature is challenged by methodological and technical heterogeneity. Compared with relatively simple anthropometric measurements such as height or weight, brain morphometrics are known to be highly sensitive to variation in scanner platforms and sequences. Data quality control, pre-processing and statistical analysis, thus severally limiting the generalizability of trajectories estimated from any individual study. Collaborative initiatives spurring correction of large-scale datasets, recent advances in neuroimaging data processing and proven statistical frameworks for modeling biological growth curves provide the building blocks for a more comprehensive and generalizable approach to age-normed quantification of MRI phenotypes over the entire lifespan. Here, we demonstrate that these convergent advances now enable the generation of brain charts that 1. robustly define normative processes of sex-stratified age-related change in multiple MRI-derived phenotypes 2. identify previously unreported brain growth milestones 3. increase sensitivity to detect genetic and early-life environmental effects on brain structure and 4. Provide standardized effect size to quantify neuroanatomical atypicality of brain scans collected across multiple clinical disorders. We do not claim that have yet reached the ultimate goal of quantitatively precise diagnosis of MRI scans from individual patients in clinical practice However, 
the present work proves the principle that building normative charts to benchmark individual differences in brain structure is already achievable at global scale and over the entire life course and provides a suite of open science resources for the neuroimaging research community to accelerate further progress in the direction of standardized quantitative assessment of MRI data. Mapping normative brain growth. We created brain charts for the human lifespan using generalized additive models for location, scale, and shape, GAMLSS, a robust and flexible framework for modeling nonlinear growth trajectories recommended by the World Health Organization. GAMLSS and related statistical frameworks have previously been applied for developmental modeling of brain structural and functional MRI phenotypes in open datasets. Our approach to GAMLSS modeling leveraged the greater scale of data available to optimize model selection empirically, to estimate nonlinear age-related trends stratified by sex over the entire lifespan, and to count for site or study-specific patch effects on MRI phenotypes in terms of multiple random effect parameters. Specifically, GAMLSS models were fitted to structure MRI data from controlled subjects for the four main tissue volumes of the cerebellum, total white matter volume, total subcortical gray matter volume, and total ventricle cerebrospinal fluid volume. Lifespan curves showed an initial strong increase in gray matter volume from mid-gestation onwards, peaking at 5.9 years, followed by near-linear decrease. This peak was observed two to three years later than previous reports, relying on smaller, more age-restricted samples. White matter volume also increased rapidly from mid-gestation to early childhood, peaking at 28.7 years, with subsequent accelerated decline in white matter volume after 50 years. Subcortical gray matter volume showed an intermediate growth pattern compared with gray matter volume and white matter volume, peaking in adolescence at 14.4 years. Both the white matter volume and subcortical gray matter volume peaks are consistent with previous neuroimaging and post-mortem reports. By contrast, cerebrospinal fluid volume showed an increase until age 2, followed by a plateau until age 30, and then a slow linear increase that became exponential in the sixth decade of life. Age-related variance, explicitly estimated by GAMLSS, formally quantifies developmental changes in between subject variability. There was an early developmental increase in gray matter volume variability that peaked at 4 years, whereas subcortical volume variability peaked in late adolescence. 
white matter volume variability peaked during the fourth decade of life, and cerebral fluid volume was maximally variable at the end of the human lifespan. Extended Neuroimaging Phenotypes To extend the scope of brain charts beyond the four cerebrum tissue volumes, we generalize the same GAMLSS modeling approach to estimate normative trajectories for additional MRI phenotypes, including other morphometric properties at a global scale and regional volume at each of 34 cortical areas. We found, as expected, that total surface area closely tracked the development of total cerebrum volume TCV across lifespan, with both metrics peaking at approximately 11 to 12 years of age. Total cerebrum volume peak at 12.5 years. By contrast, cortical thickness peaked distinctively early at 1.7 years, with the reconciles previous observations that cortical thickness increases during the perinatal period and declines during later development. We also found evidence for regional variability in volumetric neurodevelopmental trajectories. Compared with peak grey matter volume at 5.9 years, the age of peak region grey matter volume varied considerably from approximately 2 to 10 years across 34 cortical areas. Primary sensory regions reached peak volume earliest and showed faster post-peak declines, whereas frontotemporal association cortical areas peaked later and showed slower post-peak declines. Notably, the spatial pattern recapitulated a gradient from sensory to association cortex that has been previously associated with multiple aspects of brain structure and function. Developmental milestones Neuroimaging milestones are defined by inflection points of the tissue-specific volumetric trajectories. Among the total tissue volumes, only grey matter volume peaked before the typical age at onset of puberty, with subcortical grey matter volume peaking mid-puberty and white matter volume peaking in young adulthood. The rate of growth peaked in infancy and early childhood for grey matter volume, subcortical grey matter volume and white matter volume. Total cerebrum volume velocity peaked between the maximum velocity for grey matter volume and white matter volume at approximately 7 months. Two major milestones of total cerebrum volume and subcortical grey matter volume coincide with the early neonatal and adolescent peaks of height and weight velocity. The velocity of mean cortical thickness peaked even earlier in the prenatal period at minus 0.38 years, corresponding approximately to mid gestation. 
This early peak in cortical thickness velocity has not been reported previously, to our knowledge, in part owing to challenges in acquiring adequate and consistent signal from typical MRI sequences in the perinatal period. Similarly, normative trajectories revealed an early period of gray matter volume to white matter volume differentiation beginning in the first month after birth in the switch from white matter volume to gray matter volume as the proportionally dominant tissue compartment and ending when the absolute difference of gray matter volume and white matter volume peaked around three years. This epoch of gray matter volume to white matter volume differentiation which may reflect underlying changes in militation and synaptic proliferation, has not been marked in previous studies. It was probably identified in this study owing to the substantial amount of early developmental MRI data available for analysis in the aggregated dataset. The period of gray metavolume to white metavolume differentiation encompasses dynamic changes in brain metabolites, resting metabolic rates, the typical period of acquisition of motor capabilities and other early pediatric milestones, and the most rapid change in total cerebrum volume. Individualized centile scores we computed individualized sensei scores that benchmarked each individual scan in the context of normative age-related trends. This approach is conceptually similar to quantile rank mapping, as previously reported, where the typicality or atypicality of each phenotype in each scan is quantified by its score on the distribution of phenotypic parameters in the normative or reference sample of scans with more atypical phenotypes having more extreme centile or quantitile scores. The clinical diversity of the aggregated dataset enabled us to comprehensively investigate case control differences in individually specific centile scores across a range of conditions. Relative to the control group, there were highly significant differences in centile scores across large groups of cases diagnosed with multiple disorders with effect sizes ranging from medium to large. Clinical case control differences in cortical thickness and surface area generally followed the same trend as volume differences. Alzheimer's disease showed the greatest overall difference with a maximum difference localized to gray matter volume in biologically female patients. In addition, we generated a cumulative deviation metric, the centile Mahalamovis distance CMDA, to summarize a comparative assessment of brain morphology across all global MRI phenotypes relative to the CN group. Notably, schizophrenia ranked third overall behind Alzheimer's disease and mild cognitive impairment MCI, on the basis of centile mehalonobis distance. Assessment across diagnostic groups based on profiles 
of the multiple Sentai scores of each MRI phenotype and for Sentai Mehalonaubis distance highlighted shared and distinct patterns across clinical conditions. However, when examining cross-disorder similarity of multivariate Sentai scores, hierarchical clustering yielded three clusters broadly comprising neurodegenerative mood and anxiety and neurodevelopmental disorders. Across all major epochs of their lifespan, the centile mehalonobis distance was consistently greater in cases of relative to controls, a respective diagnostic category. The largest case control differences across epochs occurred in late adulthood where risk for dementia increases and in adolescence, which is well recognized as a period of increased incidence of mental health disorders. In five primary studies covering the lifespan, average centile scores across global tissues were related to two metrics of premature birth, such that greater gestational age and birth weight were associated with higher average centile scores. Center scores also showed increased twin-based heritability in two independent studies compared with non-centralized phenotypes. In summary, centile normalization of brain metrics reproducibly detected case control differences and genetic effects on brain structure, as well as long-term sequelae of adverse birth outcomes even in adult brain. Longitudinal centile changes Owing to the relative paucity of longitudinal imaging data, normative models were estimated from cross-sectional data collected at a single time point. However, the generalizability of cross-sectional models to longitudinal assessment is important for future research. Within subject variability of centile scores derived from longitudinally repeated scans, measured with the interquartile range IQR, indicating the centile scoring of brain structure was generally stable over time, although there was also some evidence of between study and cross-disorder differences in within subject variability. Notably, individuals who change diagnostic categories, for example those who progressed from mild cognitive impairment to Alzheimer disease over the course of repeated scanning showed small but significant increases in within subject variability of centile scores. Within subject variability was also slightly higher in samples from younger individuals which could reflect increased noise due to the technical or data quality challenges associated with scanning younger individuals but is also consistent with the evidence of increased variability in early development observed across other anthropometric traits. Centile scoring of the new MRI data A key challenge of brain charts is the accurate centile scoring of out-of-sample MRI data not represented in the reference dataset used to estimate normative trajectories. 
We therefore carefully evaluated the reliability and validity of brain charts for sensei scoring of such new scans. For each new MRI study, we used maximum likelihood to estimate study-specific statistical offsets from the age-appropriate epoch of the normative trajectory. We then estimated sensei scores for each individual in the new study benchmarked against the offset trajectory. Extensive jackknife and leave one study out analysis indicated that a study size of n more than 100 scans was sufficient for stable and unbiased estimation of out of sample center scores. This study size limit is in line with the size of many contemporary brain MRI research studies. However, these results do not immediately support the use of brain charts to generate sentai scores from smaller scale research studies or from an individual patient scanning clinical practice. This remains a goal for future work. Out of sample sentai scores proved highly reliable in multiple test retest datasets and were robust to variations in image processing pipelines. Discussion We have aggregated the largest neuroimaging dataset to date to modernize the concept of growth charts for mapping typical and atypical human brain development and aging. The approximately 100-year age range enabled the delineation of milestones and critical periods in maturation of the human brain, revealing an early growth epoch across its constituent tissue classes, beginning before 17 post-conception weeks, where the brain is at approximately 10% of its maximum size, and ending by age 3 when the brain is at approximately 8% of the maximum size. Individual sensor scores benchmarked by normative neurodevelopmental trajectories were significantly associated with neuropsychiatric disorders as well as with dimensional phenotypes. Furthermore, imaging genetics studies may benefit from the increased heritability of sensor scores compared with raw volumetric data. Perhaps, most importantly, GAM-LSS modeling enabled harmonization across technically diverse studies and thus unlocked the potential value of combining primary MRI studies at scale to generate normative, sex-stratified brain growth charts and individual center scores of typicality and atypicality. The analogy of pigetic growth charts is not meant to imply that brain charts are immediately suitable for benchmarking or quantitative diagnosis of individual patients in clinical practice. Even for traditional anthropometric growth charts, there are still important caveats and nuances concerning their diagnostic interpretation in individual children. Similarly, it is expected that considerable further research will be required to validate the clinical diagnostic utility of brain charts.
However, the current results bode well for future progress towards the diagnosis of atypical brain structure and development. By providing an age and sex normalized metric, Sentai scores enable transdiagnostic comparisons between disorders that emerge at different stages of their lifespan. The generally high stability of Sentai scores across longitudinal measurements also enabled assessment of brain changes related to diagnostic transition from mild cognitive impairment to Alzheimer's disease, which provides one example of how Sentai scoring could be clinically useful in quantitatively predicting or diagnosing progressive neurodegenerative disorders in the future. Our provision of appropriate normative growth charts and online tools also creates an immediate opportunity to quantify atypical brain structure in clinical research samples, to leverage available legacy neuroimaging datasets, and to enhance ongoing studies. Several important caveats are worth highlighting. Even this large MRI dataset was biased towards European and North American populations and European ancestry groups with those populations. This bias is unfortunately common in many clinical and scientific references, including anthropometric growth charts and benchmark genetic datasets, representing an inequity that must be addressed by a global scientific community. In the particular case of brain charts, further increasing ethnic, socioeconomic and demographic diversity in MRI research will enable more population representative normative trajectories that can be expected to improve the accuracy of strengthened the interpretation of Sentai scores in relation to appropriate norms. The available reference data were also not equally distributed across all ages for example, fetal, neonatal and mid-adulthood epochs were underrepresented. Furthermore, although our statistical modeling approach was designed to mitigate study on site-specific effects on Sentai scores, it cannot entirely correct for limitations of primary study design, such as ascertainment, bias or variability in diagnostic criteria. Our decision to stratify the lifespan models by sex followed the analogous logic of sex-stratified anthropometric growth charts. Males have larger brain tissue volumes than females in absolute terms. But this is not indicative of any difference in clinical or cognitive outcomes. Further work would benefit from more detailed and dimensional self-report variables using two sex and gender the use of brain charts also does not circumvent the fundamental requirements for quality control of MRI data. We have shown that GAMLSS modeling of global structure MRI phenotypes is in fact remarkably robust to inclusion of poor quality scans, but it should not be assumed that this level of robustness will apply to future brain charts of regional MRI or functional MRI phenotypes. Therefore, the importance of quality control remains paramount. 
we have focused primarily on global brain phenotypes, which were measurable in the largest achievable sample, aggregated of the widest age range, with the fewest methodological, theoretical and data sharing constraints. However, we have also provided proof of concept brain charts for regional gray matter volumetrics, demonstrating plausible heterochronicity of cortical patterning and illustrating the potential generalizability of this approach to a diverse range of fine-grained MRI phenotypes, as ongoing and future efforts provide increasing amounts of high-quality MRI data, we predict an iterative process of improved brain charts for an increasing number of multimodal neuroimaging phenotypes. Such diversification will require the development, implementation and standardization of additional data quality control procedures to underpin robust brain chart modeling. To facilitate further research using our reference charts, we have provided interactive tools to explore these statistical models and to derive normalized synthetic scores for new dataset across their lifespan at www.braintart.io. Thank you for listening.